0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have with me back again, and if you notice, I'm bringing back a lot of the same guests because they're your favorites, they're the people, and they're my favorites, honestly, like that's why I keep having them back on, like Dr. Michael Lynch and Jim Gerard, and now I have with me Phoenix Jansen again, and Phoenix is a paranormal investigator and a psychic medium, and she came on to talk about Halloween. And, uh, I, it's funny because I she said, she said, uh, I said to her, we can talk about Sam Hain, but it's Sal And I knew that, but I just forgot. But like, it's funny that I thought it was Sam Hain. But anyway, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all the different aspects of Halloween and all the different, um, the graveyards and, um. You know, uh, spell casting and what you should, why you shouldn't do it and stuff like that. So, uh, a little bit more about Phoenix. Her website is ancientphoenix.net, and she has a Facebook group called Phoenix Rising Paranormal. If you saw in the last video, we posted a, a video of a live ghost, of a ghost she caught on camera, uh, you know, an image, and I thought that was pretty amazing, so I added it to the end of our interview, and she let me, which I appreciate. So she's back again to share her knowledge with us. Phoenix, thank you for joining me. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me back again. That's great. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, I, I appreciate you coming on to talk about Halloween. I wanted to do a couple of Halloween shows for my subscribers because... Mainly because I I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays, and uh, you know, going along with my podcast like alternative media, it's definitely one of the fun things to talk about. You know, the 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 why we celebrate Halloween and how it got started, and this tradition tradition of Halloween. Where where did that start? Like,
1: it actually uh, started in Ireland, and the Irish brought it to the United States over two thousand years ago. So
0: was um, that the and they, they
1: celebrated Samhain. Sorry.
0: Was that the Druids? Say it
1: again. Was that the Druids? Um, no, not that I know of. Was it the Druids? It, it could have possibly been, but it was the Irish people.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I don't know if it's the Druids. I can't answer that question, uh, but it's possible. But the Irish people actually brought uh, Samhain to the United States, it was a, a festival that they had was, uh, that they had to celebrate the summer's end. Um, they would put on masks and parade around town in the uh, belief that it would ward off evil spirits for upcoming crop uh, crops and um, keep their towns and their villages and their homes safer. And they would parade around and in the costumes, and then they would go from house to house and beg for food. So they came, that's how it came here to the United States. And we call it Halloween.
0: Wow. That's interesting. And then I wanted to ask you this. We didn't talk about this before the show. something we we're going to talk about, but what do you think about this since you investigate paranormal for so long, this world of where there's like the living and the dead, and we can't really access the dead unless you're a psychic medium or, you know, you you uh, have, you know, psychic powers, but, not, you know, like 90% of the world, I would say, doesn't have access to spirit or the dead. And um, why do you think this world of the living and the dead exists? And, you know, how do we make sense of it all?
1: Well, I, I disagree with the fact that 90% of the world cannot connect with the dead. Uh, I believe in, as you know, I believe in con- being able to connect with your ancestors. Yeah. We have talked about that before. Uh so I, I I don't believe you actually have to be a psychic medium uh to reach spirit. Spirit comes in many forms. Spirit, uh, we have angels, we have guardians, we have many guardians that sometimes we we spend a lifetime and we never know that we have guardians with us. We have our ancestors that watch over us. Um, the turn off the stove when you you forget it at night or lock your door. Uh, People don't realize some of those things because they've just never connected to it. Um, Back to the Halloween, um, it is believed, and because it's getting the colder season, uh, the veil is thinner uh, between the end of October and the first couple of weeks in November.
0: That's so cool.
1: It allows you uh, to closer to spirit. The veil is thinner. The veil is thinner this time of the year. Uh, so, why do people celebrate Halloween? I don't know, I never did I've never celebrated Halloween for for many reasons um but I think people get dressed up and and to me, that is a celebration of spirits. Spirits aren't always in a certain form. Some spirits uh you've seen the little meme on on facebook I, this is how I explain it to some people when they come to me. You've seen the meme on Facebook that says uh." they did tell me this what this is what an awakening was going to be like so when you're having an awakening in many many times uh you'll get all kinds of spirit come to you in the middle of the night or or you will see in your in your uh mind's eye or your third eye whatever the case may be um during the times of your awakening you will see many things and they're not always beautiful and pretty some some spirits come to, come to you in the form in which they died oh. so when I think of Halloween, I think of those kind of things. Um, once you realize that a spirit may be coming to you in a form that is not what we would call beautiful, maybe was, um, one, in one particular uh, case, a lady came to me and she says, I keep seeing the spirit and it, they have a bag over the head. They were, they were bludgeoned and, and, and um, smothered to death. What do you think? Why is that happening to me? I said, well, maybe they just want to tell you their story. Yeah. And surely she asked that question and, and they did. Um, so I don't know why people dress up for Halloween, but I think the spirits can relate to a lot of that. And that's how I see it. And the veil is thinner. So I, it's it's easier for us connect to connect this time of year. So keep that in mind. If you want to connect to spirit, if you want to connect to your ancestors, um, keep in mind that you don't have to be a psychic medium to sit down at an altar and, and talk with your grandfather.
0: The, and, and and we talked about that and I th- I, for, I forgot, but I mean, like, I, I just think like, you know, most of the audience is like, you know, they watch horror movies and they, you know, I mean, I, I would say my audience is a little bit more, um, a lot more, excuse me. They're a lot more intelligent when it comes to spirit and stuff like that. But if I'm going to reach a wider audience, like, they're not very, uh, in tune with connecting the spirit, you know what I mean? So I just want to make sure we get that out as the ways you can connect with spirit because, um, you know, so people know it's possible. So people know that it's like an avenue that they can connect with their ancestors. But I think people have to know where to draw the line when they say connect them with spirit. Cause like we were talking before this and I told you that I saw a podcast with a a witch and she was talking about scrying and I thought it would be a good idea to go get a scrying mirror. And I never Mm -hmm. did because I had another witch on my podcast and I asked her about it. And she said, if you mess with that stuff, something bad can really come through. So when people uh, do, is there a line, would you say that we have to, we can't cross when connecting with spirit. And then how do we draw that line? You know, like, you know,
1: well, Anytime that you do any, you want to uh, practice any type of ritual or anything that you read in books and uh, pick up at Barnes and Nobles or or read on the internet and you think you want to practice it, I strongly recommend that you do not. Just like the scouring mirror is a a perfect example. Uh, Can something come through that mirror? Yes, it can. And if it does and something comes through that's negative, a dark energy comes through that mirror and you don't know what to do. The lack of education in any type of uh, witchcraft rituals, anything that you want to dabble in, and you're not formally educated in that, it can be very dangerous. And that's why I I am very careful. I do not practice witchcraft, but I do understand the seriousness, and, and I respect the people that do, and the seriousness of their knowledge. Their knowledge goes very deep. And they don't come, they, they're not forthcoming with that knowledge. Just tell everyone out there that, by the way, you know, if you do this, if you look through that Skyrim mirror and something comes through and you don't know how to, uh, to to send it away, you could be in a lot of trouble for a very long period of time.
0: Yeah. And then like, what, people what, who,
1: uh,
0: what are some things that people would experience? Like if they were, um, like say like somebody happened to, uh, get a spirit somehow through a ouija board or a scrying mirror or even saying bloody mary in the mirror i don't know if that can bring a spirit through or Candyman. remember when people would say Candyman in the mirror that's a halloween thing people would say Candyman man three times in the mirror and they said that supposedly uh candy man would come and he would would is that actually bringing a spirit about do you think
1: well i can't formally answer that um but i certainly would not do it uh, any type, Anything that you bring forth, any rituals that you do, there's always the possibility of something going wrong. Yeah. So if you're not formally educated, and so many of us are not, uh, people who are formally educated witches and witchcraft and that type of thing that does that type of work for whatever reasons they do it for, uh, for someone else or for themselves or whatever, uh, they're educated to do it they know the ins and outs the goods and bads and even they too can get into trouble but at least they're educated enough to to expect it if you will yeah and what do you do if something like that happened well i would not uh i would not i do not feel like i'm educated enough to to go into those kind of things i would just strongly recommend that you do not
0: yeah yeah so well, where do we want to go next? We wanted to talk about graveyards a little bit because graveyards are a big thing in the Halloween season and the, the fall in general, it seems like people, well, in the summers, people go and pay respect to their ancestors a lot. And uh, during the holidays, people definitely do. You know, I know that my family does for sure. Um, you know, um, some of my family members have a strong connection to the um, to the graveyard and I never felt connected there i felt like my my like say the spirit of my father i never felt like he was at the cemetery you know i always felt like maybe he was closer to me somehow you know and but why why do people have such an affinity towards the graveyards
1: well number one it's a beautiful place it's, it's it's most of the time it's a well-kept place it's a nice quiet place to go and, and connect with spirit sit down and 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 and, and ponder your life and and theirs, are to visit your past relatives and friends. I think that's very, very important. However, the, what we were going to talk about today is um, you don't offend the spirit of the dead. I'm Southern, by the way, very deep South. And there's a lot of rules and regulations that you go through. And I don't mind mentioning some of those today. Uh, some people may agree with them and they may not. Um, but as far as, as what... Well, we'll get there. We'll get to that that point. But when you go into a graveyard, you go into a graveyard with respect. If you believe in spirit, and I do, uh, you believe in gatekeepers, and you believe in in knocking before you go into into the graveyard. Um, I had someone ask me just today. Uh, well, what do you knock for when you go in the graveyard? I don't get it. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Would you want somebody to walk in your house and knock on and, and without knocking on the door?
0: <laughs> that's funny. I never so thought about that. The, you know, you're knocking. Well, the,
1: that's respect. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I consider that respect. So, when you go into a graveyard, you can do a lot of different things. Uh, you know, there's gatekeepers. In other words, there's uh there's spirit that protects that protects the graveyard. Um, so you want to Let's see. I'll 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 tell you a few, and then you, and then I'll tell you mine. How I do it. Uh, You can go there, and you can take rum. Put put rum three times on the ground, and that's an offering to come into the graveyard. So you knock, and you put down rum three times, or you can lay. You can knock and lay down three pennies. But I will say this before we go any further: if you go to the graveyard, and you just want to go there and visit, or you want to do a rubbing a graveyard, a, a gravestone rubbing of your family or your friend's grave. We'll talk about that too. Um, That's fine. That's fine. But when you go to a graveyard and you go there and you get out of your car and walk in or whatever and you do your knock, you knock and you ask permission to come in. If you get a funny feeling, if you just get a feeling that's not quite right, maybe get some chill bumps, uh, maybe just something you know, you just get a, a bad feeling, you should leave and come back another day. So you should recognize the fact when you go to a graveyard, you just don't go in laughing and talking and carefree. You go in because you never know the, the uh, you just never know what might be going on there. So you you definitely want to just take a moment and make sure that you don't get any ill feelings or any ill messages. And then you go into the graveyard and you, you know, you, you never walk on a grave uh on someone's grave you never
0: walk over someone's grave. why is that Most- i i know well, i knew not to do that i mean i know it seems pretty disrespectful first off yeah
1: it is it's very disrespectful disres- disrespectful disrespectful when i was a child that was one of the first things i was taught i can remember it such a long ways back maybe five six years old me too. Me that me my too. mom held my hand oh yeah oh you too really yeah See, I, I didn't oh that's really interesting because you're not from the south
0: no, it's just a thing. I think it's a graveyard custom that you don't step on people's graves, especially people who have an affinity for their loved ones at the grave. You know, like my mom, for example, that's who taught me. My mom, we would go see my dad at the graveyard and because my dad died when I was 21. And, uh, my, I mean, my, but I remember going into the cemetery y- much younger than that, though, but when my mom would always tell me, make sure you don't step on anybody's grave. And that was funny, because like, you know, but th- th- that definitely was, was something that was said, for sure.
1: That is so interesting to hear someone else say that. That's wonderful. And you don't sit on their headstone. Yeah. And if you see a headstone that has, has fallen over you, you, pick it up. Um, you you pick up all trash you see in the graveyard. Um, very important. It was funny. Something happened to me the other day. I'll tell. You, I'll share this with you. It's kind of kind of strange because I've never had it happen to me before. I was in the graveyard at Elmwood Cemetery in Mineral Wells, Texas, and I went there just to be by myself and and I was waiting on my friend to show up. So I went there waiting on her, and um, I was walking around. and I saw this uh, this soda can, and I. I went, and very important, very important to pick up trash and take it away. Um, I reached down and I picked it up. And something said, that was mine. Don't do that. And I was like, oh, never happened before. And I was like, okay. So I took that. I was a little taken back. Because obviously that soda can was probably a soda that um, you know, uh, Evil Knievel, breaking in the conversation here. Uh, Evil uh lives in his; he's buried in Butte, Montana, and people go there all the time, and they leave him beer, and you know, you see there's beer cans around his grave all the time. Yeah, and uh, so I it, that's what hit my mind was Evil Knievel, and I was like, well, maybe that soda can uh, was someone left that there because they. They know they like that type of soda, so I took the soda can and set it up on a little uh, stump there in front of the grave. And but you normally you would just you would just take it away. You clean off graves if, if the graves has got um, um, all sorts of, of uh, branches and leaves and stuff like that. I always clean them off as much as I can. You know, I pick several graves and, and do that. Yeah, it's it's
0: very
1: respectful.
0: um, Very, very respectful. My my mother Um, taught me really good like cemetery um, cemetery uh, etiquette. And it's funny because I don't have an affinity for that cemetery. I I try to be there. Maybe it's because I haven't grown to appreciate it as much. I try to be there as least as possible. Because like I said, I always felt like the spirits of my relatives were maybe somewhere else. I wasn't sure where they are. I don't know where they are. I, I don't know anything about this afterlife. I'm trying to learn as much about it as possible. But you know, like Dr. Michael Lynch has, you know, uh his was on the show. You might have saw the other day we did a Halloween show. He has um he gets entities on camera and you know full full fledged entities all the time. Ghosts and you get ghosts on and camera. So we know that there's an afterlife, but we can't really well we we can, we, we don't know what it's about. We still don't know what why we, there's this we don't know why there's this gap between the living and the dead. I mean, you can go by what the Bible says. I mean, and I and I believe there's some kind of sacredity to religious texts, even though I'm not religious. But, I, you know, I just I'm just trying to figure out more about this afterlife and what the whole purpose of this life for is. And I guess there's a lot of questions back well. there. Sorry.
1: No, no, I think it's great. We can talk about that. Uh, you and I spoke about purgatory. That's a very strong subject with me, and, and I've grown over the past couple of years. I've been studying it, and I've kind of put it out in the field a little bit for other people to give me their opinions of it as well, but uh, we've talked about you and I talked about purgatory. Purgatory is not
0: in the Bible. We haven't talked about it on camera though. We talked about it just me and you talking. So it might be a good time to talk about it th- on podcast. I
1: think we uh, maybe maybe that was another show. Okay. So purgatory. Purgatory would be the perfect answer for someone to continue uh refining themselves. Uh, you know, or I, I feel that we're in a constant state of refinement because I believe in reincarnation. Yeah. So so therefore, um I believe that purgatory is a place for many spirits, for many reasons, on many levels. I believe some of those are there because they was not able to finish the work that they was trying to accomplish in their lifetime. Maybe maybe their refinement. Maybe um, they did something wrong and they're staying here to uh, atone for that. Atone for that. Uh, there's helper spirits. We all know there's helper spirits, the, the person who pulled you out of a burning car. We know these things happen because we have them on camera. I personally know for a fact, my uh, my husband got an apparition, the apparition of those two girls that I tr- connected with for uh, over a year. They came on that camera. We know this. This is something that has been documented. yeah. So we know that apparitions can appear. I personally don't use the word ghost. I can't really tell you why. I just don't. Um, I, I believe that in apparitions, that spirit can take form. And I believe that they can take form by the amount of energy that we give them. The reason I say that is because I put and Debbie and Gina, the two girls uh, in mineral wells that, that I uh, worked with for so long, I put so much energy and emotion in that. I believe that that night, when we were standing out there in the freezing cold, again the veil was thin that night, and I believed that I believed that I was so emotional. I had so much of my heart and energy and emotion in that that they got they had enough energy to to be to, to be seen on camera.
0: So wait, this, this brings up an interesting question. So do you think that? giving energy to an entity to a spirit can actually give it some form of life
1: i believe that it can give them the the power the energy to uh to come forward to form and to and i also believe that they will come through clearer in their voice when you give them true emotion um i have seen it happen and yes i'm a firm believer of that personally yes the more emotion that you put into to them, the stronger they're going to get. And I believe they reached so far that they pierced the veil. And that's how we got that uh, uh, video of the apparition. Absolutely.
0: That's awesome. Um, I did. So we're back to graveyards. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with graveyards before we? Uh, oh, you had some questions here that uh, you just sent me. Um, what does paint blue mean? What's that? I've never heard of that.
1: Oh, hate blue. Hate uh, is, it, um, is a form of, of the word haunt, obviously. Hate blue, though, is something that uh, was developed many, many years ago. I think it was in the early 1900s when um, they started coloring paint. And hate blue is made from the indigo crops, which is uh, indigo is a, is a blue dye. And the Geechee people, and many many of the uh, enslaved people worked in the indigo crops. But I know the Geechee people did as well in the in South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, Georgia. And the indigo crop was used to um, to color clothing, cotton, and they put it in paint, and they called it paint blue. That's so. Yeah, it's very interesting. So if you go to the South and you, you can find this everywhere, uh South Carolina is prevalent with it, you'll see all their porches and windowsills painted uh, a haint blue. It's a light blue. And so you want to ask the question, well, why did you know why did they paint it haint blue? And the reason for that is it is it was believed back in the early days that it kept away bad spirits, evil spirits. And the reason uh they believe that this happened is because. They th- thought that the the spirits and the birds and the, the birds won't nest uh, in the light blue, and that because they thought it was the sky. So um, that was the belief. But however, it was that lime was put in paint, and that's probably most likely what kept that away. But uh, spirit in in the the spirit of the enslaved believed. That they were enslaved to uh, create these indigo crops to produce that ha- that haint blue paint. So therefore, they feel like there's a lot of spirituality in that. So in, even to this day, Southern people will, and all down through the South, you'll you'll drive through and you'll see window sills and and porch ceilings painted what they call haint blue. <laughs>
0: That's pretty interesting. I, I've never heard of that before. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. So did you want to get into Marie Laveau? Because um, I, sure. I, I'd i love to talk about her. Now, I'll just lead into this. When I uh, learned about Marie Laveau, I learned about her from the uh, FX Hor- American Horror Story, where she was portrayed by uh you know, an actress on there, and I heard that she was the voodoo queen, but I know, and I, but I know she was a real lady, and I'd love to hear her story. What, what you know about her, because uh, I, I'm so interested in voodoo, I would never do it because I don't know anything about it. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, what, what do we know about Marie Laveau?
1: Marie Laveau was truly a, a wonderful lady. She came from Paris at, when she was very young. Uh, She went to New Orleans, and she was a beautician. She had two daughters. Um, One of them, I believe, followed her uh, profession as a a beautician. But Marie Laveau was a very good person. She was the the voodoo queen. She believed in hoodoo voodoo. Uh, She acquired some of her knowledge from Paris. Um, Paris, France, is a very big uh, metaphysical, esoterical area. See, I and it, thought,
0: even sorry, today. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I always thought that voodoo, hoodoo started. Well, is there a difference between hoodoo and voodoo? And then secondly, like it, it came from Europe. I thought it started in New Orleans. I'm sorry. Um,
1: I can't tell you. I have not ever studied whether it started in New, New Orleans or not. But Paris is a very big practice now uh, today.
0: And, and Marie um, Louveau came from there. So maybe she brought it from she there. Did.
1: I can't answer that question, but that's a great question. I'll look that up and I'll make sure the next time you and I talk, I'll have that information for you. Um, so she opened a beauty shop in New Orleans, and um, the ladies, the the uh, the wealthy people, would come to her and have their hair done, and she she would uh, do readings and she would talk about things, and uh, she would talk about Gregory bags and. These people started asking her to make them for their, for her. So she made a lot of money uh, making Grigory bags. What is that? Uh, Grigory bags is where you it, you carry it with you for a certain period of time until it no longer serves you. And you, you put intentions in it for things that you need, uh, things that you're trying to make happen for yourself. So a lot of times people use it for good luck. A lot of times people use it for gambling, many different things, whatever the need may be. She would make these bags and she would sell them to these people. And then the first thing you knew uh, these the, the wealthier uh, people in New Orleans was actually coming to Marie Laveau uh, to, to, to help them with their problems. And they would come at night because obviously they didn't want their friends seeing them going to, to her home uh, for a psychic reading in the middle of the day. So uh, they would come to her at night. And then as the time grew by, Marie Laveau was a good woman and she was there to help. She was there to help. That's a very important thing.
0: I mean, she was. So was she helping slaves? Was she a free woman?
1: She was a free woman. Yes. And uh, so people got to where they would come to her house at night. And the the, uh, story was that they would knock three times. And if they knocked three times, it was urgent. So she would always answer the door no matter what time of the night it was. So in passing, uh, she was buried. I, I wrote that down today. She was buried um in the oldest graveyard in New Orleans, uh, the St. Louis Cemetery number one. But there's also in St. Louis Cemetery number two, uh, there's a grave there with her name on it as well. But it is believed that she is in. Uh, the cemetery, number one, the The magical properties of her grave still carry on today. Sometimes I can feel it. Uh, people go there. I mean, in the droves, they go there and they go there to have their wish come true. And what they do is they you can you can get bricks all over the graveyard. So people pick up bricks and bricks is a good one because there's a lot of magical power in brick. Um, and uh, they, you put three X's and you make your wish you leave an offering and you turn around three times and walk away there's a lot to turning around three times and walking away Um, but people Wait. do that still today
0: when, when, when you're at the grave site and you turn around three times like in a circle you mean like you do a spin or what
1: so you 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 uh, you get something to mark on, usually like a piece of chalk, or you can find brick all over the graveyard that you can mark on her gravestone, and you mark three X's, and you make your wish, and then you leave an offering, you stand up, you turn around three times counterclockwise, and you walk away, and I always say, let it go at that point. Forget it. Forget don't don't dwell on the fact that you've made this wish. Let her do her work, and they say many people says their wish comes true. Wow. There's
0: an, there's
1: there's also now that we're on Halloween and talking about all these things. There's also another way to do that. You can actually take a picture of Marie Laveau's grave site, frame it, make an altar, a little small altar. And put her picture on it. Oh, um, I always put white candles on an altar. Does you don't have to, but I always do. Um, and you, you come to the altar. Once you've made this altar, you come to the altar, and you bring red lipstick. You mark three X's in line on the picture of the headstone. And you make a wish. You make you leave an offering. You light a blue candle. The reason for blue is because she loves blue. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm in search of an old oil lamp right now, uh, a blue one. You uh, you light this candle, and you turn around three times counterclockwise. Walk away, and. You can leave an offering for her. You can leave. Um, I always light um, an oil. We loved oil lamps Well, she lived in New Orleans, so it was very easy and easily acquired, and everybody had oil. So you wait until your wish comes true, and during the interim, you can come in and you can leave something lavender or a blue candle. Light another blue candle, but you don't dwell on it. You don't dwell on it. And when the wish comes true, you come back and you wipe off the lipstick, you wipe off the excess, tidy up the uh, the uh, altar. Leave her a candle, I leave water, spirit water, and then you make a donation to a charity. Always. Once you have received that wish that has come true for you, then you tidy up that altar and you make a you make a charitable donation to a charity.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's cool. just with Marie those grave.
1: Yes, that's with Marie Laveau's grave. Now, if you want to talk about graves, uh, again, you can talk, you can, um, with your ancestors, you can go to the grave site of your ancestor uh, that, say, for instance, a grandfather. I bring that up a lot with you, and, and, and I really wonder why. But um, you go to the grave, you can do a, you can do a, a, a rubbing, a grave, a gravestone rubbing. Uh, that's where you take a piece of paper. um it's got to be fairly thick and big enough for the headstone and you, you rub the headstone and you take it back to your home and you frame it and you put it at the head of the altar for the person that you're doing the rubbing for. You can also do that.
0: What does the rubbing do? Well, the
1: rubbing just gives you something that uh, it, it, it's something, a very strong uh, symbol for the person who's passed at their altar. So you can put it on their altar, and that's that's a, a rubbing of their headstone. So it's very rec- recognizable in spirit. Uh, it is said in the, in, in the South that uh, if a, if a person dies away from home and they like maybe in another city or far away, you go to their grave when they ha- when they've been buried. You go to their grave and you get some graveyard dirt. You bring it home in a jar. And it makes them feel closer to it, that they have not been abandoned because they passed away from home. Wow. They passed wow. alone. Mm-hmm. I, I that a lot of people say it's because they passed away from home. I believe that if you pass alone, I believe that you have an absence of feeling close to your family. And I think that particular um, the reason I mentioned it uh, is because it's an ancestral um, practice. And I believe that bringing that graveyard dirt home does make the spirit closer to the family, and they can they can they can feel that.
0: Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, what I, I else, what else I wanted to ask you about was how is your investigation coming along in Mineral Wilds, Texas?
1: Um, well, that's that that is no longer mine. I am no longer doing that. Um, I do not know how that's coming along. I was able to get, as you saw on the, um, on the video where I got to, and that was, I stopped there. Do I think about it when I'm in mineral wells? I'm there a lot. I go there a lot. And, um, and I think about the, both of them. Uh, but I have not had any further contact with what they did with the, the information that I gave them.
0: Oh, so it was just like, uh, a- something for uh, you know like to see if it was haunted or whatever and you uncovered the haunting and now they're not really doing anything with it
1: i can't say for sure what they're doing with it i uncovered everything that, that they asked me to do um and i did it took me it took me a long time it was almost a year um that i worked on it but do do i ever get messages from those spirits No.
0: Do you, do, do you get messages from spirit frequently? I mean, like, I know you said that um, you, you're somewhat of a psychic medium, like, or you are a psychic medium. Like, do you get, I mean, like, are you, like when you're sitting there now, are you getting messages from spirit all the time or what, how does it work? Like.
1: I get, I get messages from spirit when spirit wants me to know something that someone else needs to know. And they want me to tell, to provide that person with that information that's when I get messages. Uh, I get a lot of messages. I have readings in my sanctuary daily and I do automatic writing before the people come. Probably 90% of the people that I, that I read, I, uh, I get messages before they come and I start on them right away and and they're, they're phenomenal. You know, you know, we should have a lady. This is, this is one of the most amazing things ever happened to me. Um, a lady came to me a few, just a couple of weeks ago, and I did an automatic writing, and I was just like...
0: What is an automatic writing for people that don't know?
1: Uh, an automatic writing is where you just sit down and, and you just write things. They're, this, the spirit's bringing them to you. They're coming in your head like you're listening to them on a radio, like somebody's telling you. Yeah. Somebody's telling you. You're hearing it. You're actually physically hearing it. It's amazing. And then it just comes, and, and you're just like how is this happening this can't be this you know I I look at the paper sometimes and I go I don't know what to to think of this but this particular a couple weeks ago this particular lady um I did the automatic writing and I, I gave it to her after I always give it to the person or if I'm doing a reading over zoom or the phone I always uh send it to them via messenger when we're done the actual paper um copy of the paper but um this lady I looked at it. She looked at it and we were like, yeah, I don't know. Well, the next day, yeah, the next day I was driving down the road in McKinney and I got a message from this lady and the message started stating all the things that this, this automatic writing meant and who it was. We were sitting here um, and we could, I could feel spirit. I could just feel it, but I didn't know she was in a very, I was in a very, 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 very deep serious reading and I didn't I wasn't able to pick on pick up on the person that actually provided me with all this information so the next day I'm driving down the road in McKinney and she sent me me this long text and I started to read it and I had to pull over on the side of the road and I started to cry and um, I've never seen anything like it ever this reading this this uh, this automatic writing And how she put it together with who it really was and the message that it sent was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. So we should, you know, maybe we'll have her on sometime and she can talk about that. But, um, yes, I get messages from spirit all the time. Um, I can't think of anything right offhand that I want to share. But... um, I'll wake up in the morning and it'll be maybe just a word. The biggest thing that I do is probably three or four times a month, I will wake up with the most phenomenal thought on my mind and I will post it. Spirit brought this to me today and here you go. And I do that on my Facebook all the time. And when I tell people on my Facebook, Spirit brought this to me today, that's exactly what happened. And I, I have people uh, DM me all the time and say, "That was for me." Well, it probably was. Maybe you and, and, and whoever else that needed to hear that.
0: Wow, that's mm-hmm. so interesting. It's 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 so the the world of this alive and uh, the, I, I know I said this before, but this uh, this world of the fact that we're alive and they're dead and there's this barrier and somehow a god created it and we don't know if we call him god or the creator of all or the source and you know and i know we're it's not really great to question everything because you know it can sometimes it can sound redundant i I, you know but i i i want to know you know like i had a my first out-of-body experience and i you know i i um i I don't know if i told you that i i i had an out-of-body experience for as long as i've been trying like i've been trying i've been using um you know, my girlfriend thinks I'm crazy, but like I've been using, um, the, uh, hemi-sync binaural beats that I listen to them at night with headphones. And uh-huh. um, I've been doing other, you know, methods that Robert Monroe wrote about in his book to try to bring on an out-of-body experience. Well, it finally happened and I'll explain how it happened. It's, it's, and I explained this in my, this last podcast that I recorded, but I, I can't get over it that, you know, and I, and I, I might explain it before. So to my subscribers, I'm sorry, but I, I just want to understand more about the conscious and the, the dead, the dead, but okay, okay, here's what happened. So, um, it actually happened while I was sitting here in this chair and I was, you know, I had my headphones plugged into my computer or whatever. So, um, I started vibrating at an incredibly high rate. Uh, to almost to a point where it scared me but I remember someone saying that this would happen and I remember some someone saying don't get scared because if you get scared it'll st- you'll you won't pop out of body so, so- you're vibrating it like uh, an extremely high rate like shaking and then um, all of a sudden you hear a whooshing sound in your head like it's like sounds like a like a seashore or something like you know what I mean or like a white water going through your head and then all of a sudden you hear, a pop, you hear it pop, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, I'm up on my ceiling, and I'm looking down at myself, and mm-hmm. I got so scared, I went right back into my body. But for that one second, I was out, and that made me realize that like it's not in our head. There's definitely a, a astral body. There's a consciousness that exists outside of this physical existence, and uh, it's it just brings me more questions than answers so
1: when you went astral that was huge you can if you once you've done it you can do it again but here's what's happening when you when you decide that you want to start connecting with spirit and you want to go astral and there's also teas that'll help you do that by the way
0: um what kind of teas? Do You know,
1: well, it's it. There's there's a concoction of a lot of herbs. I know mugwort's in in the in the tea. Uh, you can also drink mugwort tea. Uh, mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can drink mugwort tea. You can get it on. You can get it on uh, Amazon. You can also get it at the labyrinth. Is the best. I I tell you, I tell everybody about this. Oh well, you're not you're not from here, but I can get it for you, and send it to you. Uh, there's a place here in Texas. It's called the Oldest Witch's Shop in Texas. And uh, it's down by Dallas. And I've been there three or four times. And I'm telling you, it's an amazing place for all types of pain tea, um, astral tea, dream tea. Uh, they, they're amazing. They're just absolutely amazing. So I will do that. Do you
0: think they have a website? Because I can just order from their website.
1: I don't know. I don't think they do, but you know okay. what? We'll check it out, and I'll let you know. And if they don't, I'll certainly get it for you. Um yeah, I'll but pay once
0: you. you... It's no big deal. You oh. know what I mean? I'll, I'll PayPal you the money or whatever.
1: Oh yeah. no, 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 no worries. So when when you, when you decide that you want to do what you just explained to me here, you wanna you wanna go into a deeper side of spirit. You want to experience the other side. You do it without being anxious. You have to get rid of the anxiety. That's why the tea helps in so many ways. You, you, can't, you can't be anxious about it. You can't look forward to it. You just do it. You don't expect anything. You have to go into this with absolutely no expectations. But you also have to be a little wise about it. So say you... Um, you go into a meditation or the or or the beats, and you go astral. you have to know that sometimes that can be very strong you can go you can you can pierce the veil and you're on the other side and sometimes you you have a hard time getting back so not that this not to fear this because that's that's what you' i can hear you that's the way you're going I, I hear that. So I just want to tell you this. You need to make sure that if you ever get there and you want to come back right now, move your toes, wiggle your toes, call out to someone who loves you. Okay. People say wiggle your toes and and then you're, 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 you're back where you want to be. Your, your 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 mind is where it should be to get you back to where you want to go. I say call out to a loved one.
0: But, okay, but do you think this is, like I said, do you think this is consciousness expressing itself coming out of body, or do you think this is the mind creating this illusion that you're out of the body, but you feel like you're out of the body, so it feels like it's con- your consciousness expressing itself, you know what I mean?
1: No, no I, I know exactly what you mean, and no, I do not. I believe it's, uh, it's a form of, uh, of piercing the veil, so to speak uh well when you when you when you go astral and you're looking down at yourself and you see yourself, you can also go astral and you can see yourself when you were a child you can go astral i've done that you can go astral and and go to another place in time or you can go to another place in the present so going astral doesn't mean no i do not believe that at all um I believe that that there is uh supernatural powers that exist. Uh, between here and the other side of the of the veil that we cannot explain but those powers do exist and we can do those things and no you did not just imagine that you did that
0: so it definitely is like our we have a consciousness that exists outside of this body and the brain's the receiver kind of it seems like it seems like the brain's like the computer and consciousness is coming from somewhere we don't know where consciousness comes from whether it's a collective consciousness or it's like you know i i I don't know maybe we're all in a computer simulation and i know that's probably going too too deep but i just makes me think about it like because you know did you ever think about the law of attraction and how somehow some way the the universe a little bit bends to your will well i this doctor that comes on the show dr michael lynch he told me that when you're dead the universe bends to your will like that like he said if you're a smoker and you want a cigarette in the afterlife you just think about it and you'll have it which is very <laughs> weird he can't verify that but, i mean but i trust him he's a, well not just because he's a doctor but he knows a lot about ghosts in the afterlife and stuff like that like and he believes in the law of attraction and i mean which makes me think that there's a lot more weirdness to this universe if the universe can literally bend to your will to a certain degree i mean i i, I can't think that i've if, uh, i can think that i have abundance and i might have abundance but i can't think that i have a yacht and a mansion because that's not going to come tomorrow for some reason the universe doesn't bend to your will that much right
1: well you also talking about cosmic ordering there a little bit uh but but back to your your doctor friend who says it that in the afterlife if you want a cigarette you just have it what a great analogy uh because let me let me ask another question that I'm sure oh I'd love to ask him this question because what what you just said to me is just absolutely amazing I always give offerings and you go to you go into the barbershop or beauty shop and you, you see the Buddha and offerings of fruits and that sort of thing is there for him and I also do this uh, for my needs of my ancestors whatever they happen to like and and cigarettes always always a big one and coffee is a big one and I go Okay, I pour this, but and I can feel they're glad to have it. I've walked to my altar before and 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 know that my mom wants a cup of coffee, so I know this. But how do they get it? I mean, how do they? When I come back, you know, say a piece of candy and it's still there. It's just exactly what the doctor said. They think of it and it's there and, and, and they can reach through it. They can, they can be satisfied for this need because I served. Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I, I would, I don't, what is his name?
0: I met Dr. Michael Lynch. You can listen to a show. We just did a, a first, my first Halloween show out of three that I'm doing. I'm I did one with him, one with you, and then I have one on the 31st, that I'm doing. I'm going to try to do it live. But in any way, I'm really going all out for the Halloween year. I mean, I'm but uh, three of my favorite people to have on the show, you, him. But I mean, you can watch the shows me and him did in the past. He has some very unique uh, takes on the afterlife and you know, he actually came out with a, um, he came out with a formula, it's E equals I, energy equals information, and this is on the podcast, I just came out with with him, it's on my Facebook, if you want to watch it, and what he means by energy equals information, he means we're energy, and we store information, so when we pass away, the information that is with us, is stored, and it goes on with us, until we go into another life, and he came out with like a website or I think he said where he wants people to be really comfortable with death because he knows I have a lot. He was like the perfect person for me to run into about this whole death thing, because, you know, about me wondering like about consciousness, because he seems to have a lot of answers about death. And like um, he explains it very well, like, you know, and he wants people to be um, very calm when they go because, he feels like we can if we hang on to guilt and baggage, and you can probably retort this, like and tell me what you think. He said that's what makes people ghosts. Like if they can't get forgive, if they can't let go and forgive, that's what most things that make people ghosts. He says you have to be very just ready, free willing it to go when it's time your time to go. What do you think?
1: You have to go. If you go in peace, uh, do you go to your, your final resting place until you rise again? Rise again or reincarnate? Um, I think he, I think he's amazing, and I haven't even met him yet. Um, I believe that going in peace and being at peace with yourself. Uh, but again, I believe in purgatory, so purgatory prevents you from, from that being the the perfect uh, solution. Is that people that can't be that they can't do that then they stay here. They are, they stay in another realm in purgatory. Sometimes they're here. Sometimes they're there. Um, I also believe that a lot of people can go through ter- purgatory on, on this earth. Um, but what he's saying is if there is peace and everything has been satisfied, then they can move on until they reincarnate.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yes. I think that's an amazing, wonderful thought. And if they cannot, um then they have to stay here until they can
0: yeah so you think that earth is somewhat of a purgatory a second so ghosts being a ghost is somewhat of a purgatory
1: um you know i don't believe that that I believe in the word ghost i believe in the word a spirit
0: spirit or being an earthbound spirit is somewhat of a purgatory is what you're saying and
1: and i believe that and i believe they're on several levels they're on several planes for several different reasons and and I, I can go into it really deep, but it gets so it gets so deep it almost requires a lot of time to to describe the different levels of purgatory. Well, and I have no reasoning other than this than that I grew up believing this well,
0: on my if, own. If we if we have like ten minutes, could you explain it because I, I don't <laughs> mind if you. I don't know how much time you have, but I'd like to hear what you have to say or what you think. It's it's it's, it's interesting, like.
1: Well, I, I believe that our bodies is in a continuous state of refinement until uh, we reach ascension. So therefore, uh, like the doctor says, if they die in peace, uh, they've had their last rites, and then they can go and into a final resting place until what time Christ comes and resurrects them uh, and or they reincarnate. Their, their souls reincarnate. And I believe that happens until the resurrection, by the way. Um, but I think they're on several different levels of purgatory. Some are helpers here on earth. And those, that, that I, as I explained earlier, uh, pulls you out of the burning car. Uh, helps you pass that final exam that's so important to you. Those are call helpers. And then I believe there's some that died with, with very angry oryx or very guilty oryx and they had a lot of baggage as the doctor said uh they had a lot of baggage with them and they couldn't move on until they release all that and that's why i believe that there's there's other helpers there that helps these people within their own little world
0: yeah i believe
1: that the spirits help spirit that there's spirits that help spirits and i believe that uh, there's people like myself and other people uh, that help spirits to be able to move on in many different sectors. Um, for example, someone feels like they have an attachment, and they this attachment can be an ancestor. This attachment can be uh, someone who just doesn't want to go on, and they're comfortable in that, in that arena. And then it, it, you have to go about the steps that it takes to try to get this attachment to go. And get the person that that the attachment is attached to to let it go. Sometimes people have an attachment and they don't want to get rid of it. It's it's not bad. It's not evil. It's just there, like you say, trying to live out some type of release to to get rid of the baggage that it has.
0: That's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's amazing. Well, I'm. I I think that's all the questions I had. Is there anything else you want to share? tonight or um do you I, I said your websites but do you want to tell everybody where they can find you again and um and oh
1: yeah i was gonna mention that to you so my um uh, uh my email is um phoenix at ancient dot net okay so it's not it, it's the phoenix comes before so it's phoenix at ancient phoenix dot net and I'm on Facebook Phoenix Jansen J-A-N-S-E-N and uh, you can DM me if you want a reading or or talk about something. I zoom, I do FaceTime, phone, then uh, what, whatever, just about everything. Right. So um, yeah, so so just just hook uh, just hook me hook up with me on Facebook if you want, if anyone wants a reading, and I'll be happy to help you.
0: And I really appreciate having these discussions with you because I feel like you are a great resource for knowledge in my quest to find out about the esoteric and the afterlife and everything that we're trying to all, that we're all trying to find answers with. And I think that when we put our minds together, just like with Dr. Lynch, like, you know, I have people like you and him that I keep having back on the show. And I did have that for a reason, because you're, you're an awesome resource for information. And, and I think like, if we all think together, we can. we can come up with better answers as to what this whole paranormal is about, right?
1: That is true and 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 Robert I appreciate all the good, the kind words that you say and I want you to understand that that spirit knows that you are on this quest for answers. They will come to you. You don't have to go to them. Okay. When when it is your time, they will come to you. All you have to do is be open, and you are. You're as open as anyone I've ever met, and they won't leave you hanging. When you are ready, trust me, Robert, everything you do every day, every person that comes to you that you talk to on your show, Spirit's readying you for your day. You will get those answers. You're getting them right now so you don't need to have to work for it they will do the work for you
0: that's awesome it that. is true that's great that's, that's It that's, is true
1: robert
0: that that's that's great to think about and i guess we'll end on that well that 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 gives me some kind of um uh i don't i can't find the words you know if you know what i'm trying to say that that gives me some kind of solace as to in my quest for what i'm looking for so thank you
1: You are welcome. Thank you for having me on the show. Happy Halloween, everybody.
0: (laughs) Happy Halloween, Phoenix, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Have a good one. Thank you, Robert. Good night.